0: So, Seth, what makes D.C. a distinctive place to do business?
1: You know what's interesting about Washington, D.C.? It's really a place where ideas are so important. And, you know, where I got my startup before I started Honest Tea, I worked on Capitol Hill. I was actually a press secretary. So we were helping spread, you know, in that case, political messages. But so much of business today is connecting with consumers around values, around things that are important to them. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, of course, at Honest Tea, we're selling a beverage But we're really selling a mindset of how to interact with nature, of how to to connect your body to nature. Mm -hmm. And so um, having fluency around communicating ideas is really important. And it just so happens that Washington, D.C. is really the world (laughs) capital of people who are uh, fluent in spreading ideas. Makes a lot of sense. I had not thought of that before. That's
0: really interesting. A number of studies have come out that have said that the Washington, D.C. region is either one of the most or the most entrepreneurial region in, in the country. Hmm.
1: When you hear things like that, does that surprise you? I'm not surprised. The, I think uh, especially as the economy shifts from being so product-focused to you know brand-focused or idea-focused, it just makes sense that people who are fluent in ideas are going to be um, taking on new challenges and trying to spread new ideas, new messages. So uh, hmm. I'm not surprised that D.C. Is, is continues to grow as an entrepreneurial center.
0: So as... You and I have talked about this a number of times as people who care about region and, and growing, you know. Right. Where do you see opportunities for us to push things through and 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 start to form some consensus about the region and how to drive the region forward?
1: Well, clearly, I think uh, we talk about a values-driven economy where people have um, wanting to, to connect their life and their lifestyle more closely to ideas they believe in. I think mm-hmm. that's a natural place for Washington, D.C., to to emerge uh, mm-hmm. because this is a place where so many people come with a belief system. And and it, it just as consumers can connect more dots between their behavior and impact their decisions, the consumer decisions have, I think Washington, D.C. is a natural place for it. And then in terms of, you know, what are the things that the region should be doing to support a more entrepreneurial ecosystem, you know, it's all around the infrastructure. <laughs> can people move easily uh, and quickly, whether it's to work as commuters or at, in and out of state as as Traveling from, uh, you know, one neat thing for me, um, I'm, I'm actually on a plane every week, and I have three different choices of airports, uh, not to mention the train. So, um, you know, all of those things just you need to be able to move easily and freely uh, at, at, at economically affordable ways. How does proximity to Washington, D.C. affect you and your business activities? Mm-hmm. Well, with a company like Honesty, where the values are so embedded in the product we sell, it's only natural that we're in a, a community of people where they're dealing with ideas. They're really connected to, in, in most cases in Washington, D.C., it's how do you take ideas and put them into political action. Uh, but for honesty, it's how do you take a set of ideas and put them into a product that, and then connect that to consumers uh, mm-hmm. and, and the decisions they make every day. So, Seth, you were born in uh, Massachusetts, yes. right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Why did you originally come to
0: Washington then?
1: Well, I originally came to Washington to work on Capitol Hill. I worked for Senator Lloyd Benson uh, shortly after, after college. Um, but one of the funny things is that I, was, I grew up in Wellesley, and uh, Wellesley, Massachusetts, shares the distinction with only one other place, Bethesda, Maryland, as having the most PhDs and graduate degrees per capita. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I think I moved from one very well-educated community to another.
0: Is, is that one of the reasons why... This town worked so well for you. It
1: was it was somehow very comfortable. Well, I think it's a very um, it's a it's a community that's very conscious that's thinking very much about the, the impact of its decisions. So you know, consumer they're, uh, consumers today aren't just consumers. They are activists, whether they choose to be or not. They are starting to think about when they buy a product or a bottle of tea. You know, who's growing the tea? What kind of labor conditions are there? What are the economic, environmental conditions mm-hmm. that? Um, are going on in this community. And, and um, as you start, as people start to connect those dots, it's obvious that a, a well-educated community is going to be most supportive or most receptive to to this kind of approach.
0: It's interesting to me, because as you describe Washington, D.C., what you describe in it is a community of people that are driven by ideas, driven by service, driven by desire to make something better. But yet the image most Americans have of Washington, D.C. is a bunch of bureaucrats and people trying to keep things from happening.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting you say driven by service. There's some people in the country who might take the point of view that some people aren't, they're, they're, you know, that's the problem. <laughs> they the an agenda. Right. But I think what's neat about where we are as a business is, um, obviously we're, we're a business, so we are trying to, you know, um, create uh, an enterprise that, that drives, our agenda is more clear. Like, <laughs> people know what we're, we don't try to pretend we're not, but we aren't. So we are. We are interested in, in building a, a growing enterprise. That's done. And obviously, part of that is to be able to drive gross profit and margin. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, part of the, the business, the, the the model we created is has embedded fair trade and organic. So every time we sell a bottle of tea, um, we're helping to convert uh, ecosystems and communities to to more economic self sufficiency, and more environmental self sufficiency. So. That's part of our business model, and, and I, I think, you know, in, having come from Capitol Hill, I actually find it refreshing to not have to disguise my agenda, like, this is what we're doing. Everyone who buys our product, you know, may know it, they may not know it, they may just want a refreshing bottle of tea. And it's fair to say there are a lot more people like you in this town
0: than there are people that work in government
1: well you know I don't know if that is I mean when you sort of take the ecosystem that lives around the government it's there I don't know enough of uh. that. there may there's a lot there's a lot of private sector people but they're also you know whether they're contractors or uh, lobbying firms <laughs> well we need to spend more time nurturing what you described yes. <laughs> um,
0: one of the stories you told me at another time was was how, somewhere along the way, when you were starting Honest Tea, it, it was suggested to you it would be a better marketing strategy yep. if you have a
1: mailing address that wasn't associated with Washington,
0: D.C. Do right. you remember
1: that? Sure. So early on, we were trying to raise money, and we had all kinds of investors come through telling us all the different ways we should change our business to make it more palatable to investors. And, and um, one of the worst pieces of advice I received was someone who looked at it and said, Well, you know, you've got this product, and and it says, Bethesda, Maryland, and consumers don't think of a natural tea coming out of Maryland. Why don't you set up a P.O. box in Vermont or New Hampshire and, and uh, put make that your mailing address? And I said, gosh, um, number one, that's not honest because we're based in Bethesda. But then, uh, number two... Uh, why can't this community be a place where these kind of brands emerge, and why shouldn't it be? And, and, and when you look at the, the, the demographics and the psychographics, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's certainly something we're committed to supporting, and, and it's really been wonderful to see this community evolve. And you've got all kinds of natural foods enterprises emerging out of here and other types of mission-driven enterprises that are based here.
0: What do you say to people who say that entrepreneurship always has to be about making the, max, the most money as possible?
1: You know, entrepreneurship is really about building and creating an enterprise. And for that matter, a nonprofit, there's a lot of nonprofit entrepreneurs in D.C. as well. So um, I've never felt it's all about money. And I, I, frankly, most of the entrepreneurs I meet aren't motivated only by money. I mean, it, it's, it can be a nice to have as part of it. But, you know, um, for me, this was about trying to, to make a, 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 an impact on the American diet and trying to change the way we interact with supplier communities around the world and mm-hmm. trying to change the way we have it impact of the ecosystem that we um bring our products get our products from so it's been nice that honesty has been financially successful but if that was all that was driving it we we would have lost our steam a long time ago what are you up to now so uh, well honesty is growing we've just launched a, a sports drink and uh, we're launching distribution in europe so that's really exciting to see this bethesda based brand start to take root in London and Munich. Another thing that I'm involved, I'm executive chairman of a company called Beyond Meat, which is a plant-based protein. And uh, we are launching a product called the Beyond Burger. It's a plant-based burger. It's the first plant-based burger that will be merchandised in the meat section at Whole Foods, which is really a, a big development because if we want to help people convert their diets from animal-based protein to plant-based protein. We've got to have a product that, number one, tastes good enough and and performs well enough in the kitchen that uh, a meat buyer will put it there. And then we have to be able to get the consumer who's normally buying meat and feels like this is a product that's adjacent and competitive. So it's really exciting.
0: As you think about entrepreneurs the next generation of entrepreneurs in this region and, and, and other places, what kind of picture can you paint for them about why this is a, a place that yeah. they should consider putting down stakes and building a career. So
1: one of the real keys, I think, to be able to work in a global economy is be able to connect dots, make connections across different sectors, Um, You know, if you only think about the private sector, you're going to miss out on whole relevancies for businesses, uh, understanding how the nonprofit sector works, understanding government policy and how policymakers make decisions. So one of the real talents that you'll find in Washington, D.C. are people who are very um, who comprehend multi-sector approaches Mm -hmm. and and not just uh, multi-sector within the United States, but internationally. And so um, there's a talent pool here that really is unique. And you, you can go to parts of the country, parts that, you know, it's not, there's affluent parts of the country where they just don't speak the language of the nonprofit sector or the international uh, world because they don't have that exposure. So there really is a unique set of skills here that become really relevant as you try to scale businesses that are more than one-dimensional. It sounds to me that if, I'm, if I want to build a career,
0: there are confluence of so many different factors and opportunities here. So it's almost a smorgasbord.
1: Yeah, it's it, there's a, it's a lot more diversity of thinking, of talent, uh, and then the, the challenge for an entrepreneur is to patch that together, make it work. You and I have been part of this region for a while now.
0: Where do you think and how do you think it's going to change over the next 20 years compared to how it's changed the last 20?
1: I think uh, it's certainly the case that business is playing a, a more uh, influential role in shaping art lives and habits. Um, you know, I think if you were to go back 20, 30 years, government was a key driver. Uh, and and uh, when we look at the trends in diet, environment, uh, and behavior, there's just so much that business is shaping uh, the way we live. And and in effect, business becomes the de facto government. Is, uh, and so that's going to be increasingly important. I, I'm confident that this region will continue. Uh, to see entrepreneurs continue to build it, because there aren't really mega corporations here. There are around. You know, you go to um, other. You know, my com- my parent company now, Coca Cola, is based in Atlanta, and, and you can get the feeling that there's a real company town there. Mm-hmm. There's, the company town here is government, and for that reason, a lot of other um, independent entrepreneurs' enterprises will be able to, to arise and and continue to shape this region. Um, one of the satisfying things that's happened over the past few years is we've created our own green business incubator at Bethesda Green. This incubator uh, really helps create a uh, community for, you know, when I started Honesty, I was working out of my house, had a P.O. box, I was used Bethesda-based P.O. box, and I really felt like I was on my own. There were no other natural food entrepreneurs getting started, and and what we we found with Bethesda Green is we can co-locate these entrepreneurs, give them desk space, give them the the community um, to be able to to compare notes with each other, sometimes commiserate, sometimes inspire – each other, uh, it's, it's really helpful, and, and so um, we're really interested in spreading this incubator model. And um, we have over 11 entrepreneurs, green entrepreneurs, launching their enterprises, and you know, I hope someday someone from Vermont will receive coaching to telling them, you know, you really want to have a P.O. box based in Bethesda to have that environmentally conscious brand. That's a great goal. <laughs> Stay tuned for 60-second AP News headlines.
0: Healthcare discussions. I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute.
1: I want everyone to know I'm 100% behind this.
0: President Trump met with, at the White House with Republican lawmakers about the GOP health care bill. He says the press has not been speaking properly about how great this bill is. I watch. I say that's not the bill we're
1: passing. And I also want everyone to know that all of these no's or potential no's are all yeses, every single person sitting in this room
0: on Capitol Hill, Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price says they're hearing the Obama health care plan is not responding to people's needs they don't have the kind of access that they want they don't have they 're not able to afford. We met this week at the at the White House with many individuals who felt they'd been harmed by Obamacare by the ACA. The president is meeting with German Chancellor Angela Merkel at the White House. The government says February recorded its second hottest temperature on record. Behind only last year. I'm Ed Donahue.